What is up? It's your boy Ruby Rube, Gathering Strength Podcast, and this is my 50th episode. With me as always, DJ Khalid, hit him with another one. Today I'm going to be recapping some of my past episodes. This is the 50th episode, so I have 49 other episodes filled with all sorts of gems, all sorts of wisdom, philosophy, insight, psychological perspectives, some poetry in there. Hey, I even I even have some quotes from your boy William Shakespeare. I introduced to you the little Jewish girl, Anne Frank, and one of my favorite philosophical quotes that she scribbled out in her journal. Paper is more patient than people. I introduced to you another fellow journal- journaler, the Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius. Oh yeah, he was the one calling you fat and lazy. I introduced to you Seneca and how he was writing letters to his buddy Lucilius. I even taught you some some new vocabulary, some potentially new vocabulary. Like the word imperturbable. The word extraneous. You know, if you were to break down the word extraneous, extraneous, a simpleton might think that that is a human being that walks around with an extra butthole. But you and I know much better pay because your boy Ruby Rube taught you the definition of extraneous. And as we move forward, my main objective is to continue to learn how to speak, how to formulate a interesting story, and how to hammer all these topics into the forefront of your mind so when the time calls for you to recall a certain particular subject or if you find yourself on the set of Jeopardy hey, you're going to be the one that formulates a quick answer you're welcome now before I forget I am going to be doing a word of the day for every episode so hey Onward to the word of the day. What is the word of today? Oh, hey, glad you asked. Today's word of the day is hypocrite. The definition of a hypocrite is a person who claims or pretends to have certain beliefs about what is right, but who behaves in a way that disagrees with those beliefs. Let's say you are a preacher at a church and every single, every single day, you're at the church, and you're preaching the gospel, reading from scripture, and doing all of the, the pastorly duties. And then once you leave that place, you go out and buy some cocaine and uh, find yourself in a room full of hookers. Well, that is the definition of a hypocrite. Another example of a hypocrite would be a fat PE teacher. How can you teach a subject when you yourself are grossly overweight? You're gonna go and tell your students to go and do these laps, go and do these push-ups, go and do those jumping jacks, and you're overweight and obese and out of shape? Well, that is a hypocrite. And that will do it for the word of the day.
go ahead and add that into your arsenal. So if you do find yourself in a rap battle versus Eminem, your vocabulary will be much easier to pull from and rhyme potentially with the word hypocrite. Moving on, for my 50th episode, I decided to bring on, on my very first guest. This guy, I admire him. You know what? He's one of the coolest guys that I know. He's, he, he is the one who makes me laugh the hardest out of anyone that I know. Like, literally, gut-wrenching, gut-busting, trying to catch my breath. Those types of laughs, like the, the elementary grade type, genuine laugh. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce y'all to my son, Lucas Quavis. Let's give it a round of applause. Go ahead and come on in, in a little bit closer. What do you want to say to the people, son, on your dad's podcast, Gathering Strength? What's something that... That your old man has has taught you. Never give up. <laughs> to never give up. That's right. Alright, son. Now, why is it important to never give up when you are trying to take on and learn a new task? Why do you not want to give up? Because if you give up fast and you try different things a lot and you give up fast on every single one, then you're not going to have, like, a talent, and you're just going to be, like, sitting there. You've tried everything, and you're, like, telling everybody that you tried everything. But then, if you tell everybody that you tried everything, they're going to be like, but did you, like, actually try? Like, you may have just tried it, like, try to shoot a hoop on a basketball hoop, and you missed, so you quit. But, like, can't do that. Mm, nice. You know, one of these instances that I recall telling you to not give up is this last season snowboarding and I I recall telling you hey son before we get up there it's gonna be tough it's gonna be hard you are gonna suck <laughs> just like me when I first started trying to snowboard I, I, I wasn't good I fell down more and I spent more time falling down than I actually spent time riding. So I wanted to set the table for your expectations to be based in reality to where you see other people looking effortlessly as they have fun gliding down the mountain. But when your expectation meets reality and it doesn't match, that's when frustration is going to manifest and rear its ugly head because you don't have the skills and the coordination and the technique and the know-how and everything that it pertains to successfully traversing down that mountain you're gonna fall and you're gonna be frustrated frustrated with yourself and then that is when the potential to give up is going to present itself now when you don't give up and you persevere and you stick with it and you keep going and you keep p taking your lumps you're going to be re rewarded with what it's easy to like ride down the mountain yeah you're going to be your fun you're going to be be rewarded with the skill 
you're going to be rewarded with a new asset that that is going to be paying you fun. In the meantime, we are going to be, you know, falling a lot. It's going to be frustrating and we are going to be blind to the potential that remains out there because as of right now our reality is just getting up, falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up and falling down and that is exhausting. Now, towards the end of the day, you started to be able to snowboard a little bit better. You were actually making it down the mountain from the top to the bottom and you started to gain confidence. Now, you started out falling a lot, which was frustrating, and then you slowly, incrementally got better. How did it feel to finally take on some of that confidence, and now you're riding down the the mountain on your own? What 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 did that feel like? I felt good, you know, like you have like an adrenaline boost and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like when it just like you're just going down hecka fast and it's like hecka fun mm-hmm. yeah I felt like that and it felt even better because knowing how many times I fell before I got like I was able to ride down it felt good yeah I was able to see a genuine expression of can do and like there was a weight lifted off you to where yes indeed you were you were not good at snowboarding you were falling down a lot and then you finally got it, and then you had you had fun. You had fun towards the end of the day, and that's exactly how I forecasted it. It's always when you first start out doing something that it's not going to be fun, it's going to be challenging, it's going to be tough. And then if you stick with it, then you gain that skill, and that skill brings value to your life when it is expressed in whatever realm that calls for its calls for it to be expressed in and so the skill that you gained was snowboarding and all of those skills that you that came to you you now occupy those skills and that grants you confidence now what would have happened if you would have just gave up at the first sign of struggling and frustration we went up on this on the ski lift and then you, you fall down, and then you're just like, I give up, and I quit. Talk closer over here. What, what, what would have happened if you would have just quit right then and there? It would have ruined your day. Not only my day. What about your own day? Yeah, it would have ruined, like, every... Because, like, then you would just be, like, sitting around. Like, because my baby sister was doing really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you just quit and you were watching her go down hecka good... And you're like 10, and she's like 4, mm-hmm. watching a little girl <laughs> do better than you, and you're like older than her, mm-hmm. does not feel good. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a, a competitive spirit that was coming out. And if you would have quit, then you would have sold yourself short. And then potentially, maybe you would have rein, reinforced a negative pattern in your life to where when something gets hard, no matter what it is, you quit. And then if you start quitting at every sign of difficulty and you quit every single time, guess what that makes you? What do you think that makes you? It makes you a quitter. Right? I mean, 
If you're presented with something challenging, whether it's learning a new word, whether it is learning a new basketball dribble, a new play, if every single time you are presented with difficulty and you quit, every single time, you are a quitter. If I gave up the first try, I said before that I was going to stay there and do it. Mm-hmm. So if I quit the first time, it would make me a hypocrite. Oh, hey, hey! Bow, 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 bow. That's right. And you know what? If, look, Lucas, you are a man of integrity. You say what you were going to do, and then you do it. And yes, you said that you were going to go snowboarding with me. You said that you were going to, you know, spend some time out there to learn. And then if you would have just fell down one or two times and then just quit and sat in the lobby for the rest of the day, one, you would have been a quitter. Two, you would have not been a man of your word. Three, you would have been a a hypocrite because, yes, you consider yourself to do hard things and, you know, you challenge yourself. But, hey, we're out here on the mountain and we're being presented with something challenging and then you quit very, very easily. Yeah, hey, man, you just used the word of the day in today's podcast. Come on, everybody. Man, that was a gem. That was a gem. Oh, he's on top of the dome. You know what? This kid keeps me cool. He has taught me a bunch of, a bunch of words that I would have not known. Like, for example, uh, what's the one? A, a riz? Talk over here. So, for all of, I'm going to uh, to assume there's some. Oh, this is an older demographic. Do you people know what a how do you say it? A wizard. A wizard. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah, and I'm going to assume that you don't know what a wizard is. And so, this is a word of the day brought to you by my ten year old son. Lucas, go ahead and fill them in on the definition of what a wizard is. And the proper spelling of that is a R-I-Z-Z-A-R-D. Wizard? Mm-hmm. All right, so Maybe what... if people watch this, they'll type it in the comments what it is. Oh, hey, so I, what, what are you telling them to do? He, he's in... Type in the comments. If you, know, if you know, you know, type it in the comments. If you know, you know, type in what a wizard is in the comments. You know, my son, he is a... YouTube connoisseur. He knows how these things are ran. He knows what what the the goats or the big shot TikTokers and YouTubers do. And I, I guess he's he's schooling me right now. So yes, leave a comment. And for those who don't know, now you gonna learn today. You you gonna learn right now with a exclusive first time word of the day brought to you by my son, Rizard. Go. A wizard is basically talk, talk over here. A wizard is basically like a guy who wants to get a girlfriend, and like it's basically like being a god of pickup lines. Ooh, jeez. Hey, you know what? Your old man back in the day. Oh my god. I was a little bit of a wizard. Yes. Believe it or not. Hey, you know I I got your mom by being a oh <laughs> a wizard. Of the highest fashion. Oh yes, your mom, she is a sophisticated woman. She needed some sophisticated pickup lines. And I was rizzing her thoroughly. 
So, to clarify, a wizard is somebody with ultimate pickup lines, ultimate game, a smooth, suave fellow, or 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 lady. Can ladies be wizards too, or is it just exclusive to the to the guys? Ladies pimping wizards. Oh, hey. You know, hey. So Jay Z said, Jay Z said, ladies is pimps too. So, in the aspect of wizardry, it is fluid. Boys and girls can both be wizards. All right. So, what is another slang word that you have been thrown around this household? And I'm like, what? What does that mean? What's another word? We're gonna hit you guys with two words of the day. So here's a another slang word that these kids are running around using today, and he said it, I don't know, a while back, and he told me, but I forgot. Now he's going to clarify and explain and hip y'all to the game right now. So go ahead. All right, so me and my friends kind of, I didn't really make it up, but like, if somebody like says a pickup line, we call them R-O-O. And R-O-O is initials for Wizard of Oz. And basically, like, like you know how, like, wizards, like, put a spell on them and stuff? Mm-hmm. If, if you're a R-O-O, then you put a spell on a girl with their words. You know what I'm saying? Like, a pickup line. So you're R-O-O. I slash have, Wizard of Oz. I have no idea what he just said. But hey, you know what? That means that his his game and his his level is just on a, on another level. I, I didn't follow. So, can you clarify that and speak that in in layman's terms? Uh, R O O. So so you go up to your buddy and you say, "What's up, Rue?" You don't say like you know how like there's definitions and stuff. Yes. And like. My definition, I mean, my, not definition, my, like, initials are, like, LDC. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody comes up to me and they say LDC, they don't just say, let's just... Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. You have to say, like, the word, the letters, not not all of it combined. What's up, LDC? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, like, we're basing this off Wizard of Oz. So, R- oh, 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 I get it now. All right, so, yeah, <laughs> Uh, I get it. The light. There is a light bulb that is illuminated above my head. Cause I got it. It's clicking right now. All right. You know, another another word that he taught me was no cap. And I had seen that. I don't know. Probably on 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 the internet somewhere. And then my son my son started throwing it around. I was like, son, what does that mean? And so what does no cap mean, son? It basically means, like, stop lying. But, like... So, does does no cap mean you are lying or, you, or you're telling the truth? So, like, when you don't believe somebody, like, say, like, um, you went to Hawaii, it'd be like, stop the cap. Like, they're assuming that you so, didn't. So, if I say, hey, Lucas, I have a million dollars in my pocket right now. Stop the cap. And then, if I, and then if I wanted you to believe me, I would say, no cap. Mm-hmm, no cap. No cap. All right, hey, son, um, I have a million dollars in my pocket. Stop the cap. All right, I'm capping. I'm capping. That, that's funny. All right, so I don't, I don't know what we said back in my day. Yeah, I, we, I don't know. 
I forget. But it definitely wasn't having to do with a cap. <laughs> Alright, so let's give my son a round of applause. Thank you for joining us, son. Clap, 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 clap. Um, I'm going to have to insert a sound effect of the crowd going wild. <sighs> Do you want to give a shout out to any of your homies? Maybe a, a special special lady out there or some of the some of the boys? Go ahead and shout out whoever you want to give, give some props to. Hey, make this go viral so my girl can see this because she moved and now I'm s- sad. So make this go viral. Hit him with a shoo! All right, son. Thank you so much. I'm going to go give this guy a big hug and a big kiss. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> if, 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 um, if, if my girl sees this, you know who I am. Oh, my. So just come back. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't. Now, I'm going to be finishing off this episode with some excerpts from a book that I'm reading by the author Robin Sharma, The 5 A.M. Club. This Robert, this Robin Sharma guy has sold over 20 million books worldwide. And as I read it, his writing is filled with all types of fuel for the spirit, fuel for the mind, fuel for the day to keep you focused on the most valuable aspects of your life. So here is a quote that he he has inserted by Albert Einstein. Uh, Albert Einstein wrote, Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. The mediocre mind is incapable of understanding the man who refused to bow blindly to conventional prejudices and chooses instead to express his opinions courageously and honestly. So that was a quote from Albert Einstein. Another excerpt from the book 5 AM Club. The hero does not become great during periods of comfort. Now, I highlighted that part in the book because that resonated with me. And during my times of, of growth, during the times that I had breakthroughs, those were all during a period of discomfort. And it it is not comfortable learning and acquiring a new skill. You have to fumble your your way forward. You have to um, create a new routine. And the unknown it it is it is it's it's scary. It's challenging. You don't know what you don't know. And therefore, just like I was speaking with my son. Um, learning a new skill can be frustrating, and then, and that is when the the potential to quit manifests itself. And if you do take the easy way out and just quit and do a lower value task, if you repeat that cycle long enough, then you become a quitter. It is in the moment that you face your deepest weakness that you receive the chance to forge your greatest strengths. To continue at a time when you ache to stop. To advance when you long to quit. To persist in the instant when you feel like giving up is to claim your membership among the great warriors and honorable characters who led humanity to a better place through their earned invincibility. I love reading stuff like this. Fires me up. He goes on to write, 
about the victim mentality and the cautionary tale that that makes up. Robin Shorma writes, For those showing up as victims each morning and every day, the future will be very hard, dangerous, and frightening because they they won't know what hit them. And they'll be absolutely unprotected to deal with the environmental, economic, and societal upheaval that is coming. Yet for the dedicated minority who have habituated and battle-proofed a morning routine to, to defend their gifts, cultivated heroic personal restraint, and developed a bulletproofed character through the rigorous training of their muscles of self-discipline, the times ahead will be phenomenally rich, harmonious, and ultra-productive. Those who have armored themselves against the turbulence on its way by installing a world-class and carefully granulated morning ritual will actually be in a position to leverage all the messiness into humongous opportunity and will transform all the confusion into a supreme sense of clarity, genius, and calmness that allows them to win. This is something, this is your boy Ruby Rube speaking up. This is something that I experienced during COVID. You know, there was a, yeah, yeah, you know, there was a pandemic going on and times did get really hard. But there was a situation where the rich got richer and the poor got poor. And not only financially, but also uh, the people with the rich mindset got richer. The people with the poor mindset got poor. The people who were spiritually rich got richer. The people who were spiritually poor got poor. And I'm not throwing this statement over you know, the, the large vast of society, but for myself, I found it to be, to be a time to hone in on all of the things that were most important. There was more time for me to think about the important things. You know, there wasn't all of these distractions, status quo had gotten disrupted And we had to create our own new routines and habits. And we had uh, we were knocked off our regular um, the rhythm of the drum. And we had to quickly find a new rhythm. And a lot of these people out there, they they never found that rhythm. They never found their footing. They never regained back everything that they lost. And that that is unfortunate. And Robin, according to Robin Sharma. Uh, For those showing up as victims each morning and every day, the future will be very hard, dangerous, and frightening because they won't know what hit them. And that is what happened with COVID. Robin Shorma writes, Science now confirms that our brains can continue to grow throughout our lives. This beautiful, beautiful phenomenon is called neuroplasticity. So you might want to Google and do some more research about neuroplasticity and how it benefits you. Robin Schwama continues to write, You don't have the brain you want. You have the brain you earned. And your boy Ruby Rube is going to say, You don't have the body you want. You have the body you earned. You don't have the money you want. You have the money you earned. You don't have the mindset you want. You don't have the spirituality that you want. You don't have the clarity that you want. You have what you earned it's always like that spend your days diverted 
by your um spend your days diverted by your devices, tethered to television, and majoring in mindless pursuits, and your brain will be weak and flabby through your mistreatment of it. Just like other muscles, it will atrophy. So just as you develop your biceps in the gym by lifting dumbbells or doing push-ups, uh, people who drive every day, he compared the London uh, taxi cab drivers. They flexed their hippocampus as they drove each day, and therefore they had a larger hip- hippocampus in their brain, which is responsible for um, the which is responsible for. Um, being able to efficiently maneuver around town, like really understanding the nuances of a map, getting from point A to B to C to D. That part in the London taxi cab driver's brains was larger because they worked it out so much. Oh, this was an interesting uh, insight that I learned. Uh, Robin Sharma writes, The Latin root of the word passion means to suffer. Uh, very interesting. Passion means to suffer. Now, uh, when you use the word passion, hey, what are you passionate about? Well, essentially, what, what you're saying is, what are you willing to suffer for? Are you willing to suffer for your fitness, for a stronger body? Are you willing to suffer to earn more money? Are you willing to suffer for what is right? In the face of what is wrong, what are you passionate about? You know, Carl, Carl Jung, Carl, Carl Jung, however you want to enunciate it. Uh, he said that uh, the fool is the precursor to the savior. And Robert Shorma is, he writes, all change is hard at first, messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. That's, that's just another way to say the fool is the precursor to the savior because we all start out as foolish. We all start out, you know, um, trying to take on a new task that is hard. And then we slowly gain competency and we slowly gain the routine on how to handle that new task. And then at the end, it's gorgeous, according to Robin Sharma. And I will end this episode with a couple other insights in regards to willpower. And now your willpower is your ability to deny or your ability to stand up for what is right, to make a right decision. Um, Like, for example, like when you're hungry and those Doritos are there because you're hungry and tired your willpower is diminished. So guess what you are going to be doing next? You're going to be reaching for the handful of Doritos, and in no time, you're going to scarf down that entire bag. So Robin Sharma writes, Your willpower really is weakest when you are most tired. Key awareness to build on here. We make our worst decisions and our lowest choices when we're exhausted. So don't allow yourself to get exhausted. It's your boy Ruby Rube saying, yep, hey, you need to go to bed on time. You need to make time to rest and recover so that we have the strongest willpower so that when we are faced with these temptations, we're making the right choices. So don't underestimate the value of a good night's sleep. Sleep is one of the most under underrated 
assets that a lot of people don't capitalize on. Um, Robin Shorman goes on to write, uh, please, please also know the research also supports the idea that external order increases your discipline. So what increases your discipline? External order. That's why Steve Jobs made sure the workplace at Apple was minimalist and painted all white when he was there. A mess lowers self-control as well as steals your cognitive bandwidth. And that's something that I struggle with. I hate having a cluttery home. I hate having all these things out because in my mind, all of these little insignificant tasks, they all call out to me. And because there's so much of it and I am an efficient man, man, I will try to efficiently handle all of these little cluttery things that call out to me and it's overwhelming and the way to to eliminate that is to tidy up to quit buying so many things that are superfluous and end up being cluttery because according to the research that he has done mess lowers your self-control and steals your cognitive bandwidth cognitive bandwidth is your ability to think all that clutter, as I have experienced and research shows, all of that clutter steals away from your attention, which could be devoted to a higher, more meaningful task that you are passionate about. Those higher goals, those higher value targets, that's where your passions are. And that is where you are willing to suffer because those are the higher good. Not all these little knickknacks and paddywhacks and scattery things, these these didgeridoos and thingamabobs. You sound like a, a verse out of a out of the Ariel song. Go into Ariel's cave and look at all the knickknacks and doodads she has. She has a whole cave full of them. I would not be able to do any work in Ariel's cave underwater. Not one bit. In regards to the same subject, he goes on to write, That's why so many so-called geniuses wear the same uniform every day. They want to keep order and structure in their lives, and they understand that each morning we wake up with a limited amount of willpower as well as mental focus. So rather than wasting these valuable gifts by spreading them over many trivial choices like what to wear and what to eat, they automate as many basic things as possible so they can concentrate their highest powers on just a few important activities. One of these ways that I try to uh, take back some of the energy and some of my, my concentration is to make the most simplest foods that are high in nutrition and are as close to a whole food. And I try to make it in bulk so that I'm not constantly taking out all of the things to cook. I'm not constantly cleaning them. I'm not constantly washing dishes because my relationship with food is what I would consider to be healthy where I look at it. I look at food as fuel. I look at food as medicine when I'm at home, especially when I'm at home. And the food that I put into my body is to serve a higher purpose, which allows me to focus and concentrate um, on my on my highest powers and a few more important activities. So rather than wasting all my time, as what I see is a waste of time, doing everything that I just mentioned, 
but the time and effort that I save, I'm able to devote that to higher tasks. And that will do it for the 50th episode. Once again, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like, give me a subscribe, share it. Go ahead and um, leave a comment on what a, a wizard is, as my son was suggesting and was prompting you to do. We learned multiple words today. You learned a couple from your boy, Ruby Rube, and a couple from my son. And until next time, it's onward, always onward.